Hello, everyone. This is Ryan, one half of the titular wrestling purists. You'll hear this little intro before each one of the lost episodes. So before this podcast was started, I got my break into podcasting in 2020 with a podcast called Podcast World Order, also known as PWO. Jeff was known on their show as the resident wrestling purist. On their YouTube channel, I would have a weekly show called Referee's Discretion that turned into the ref bump with Jeff, which then turned back into Referee's Discretion, but this time with Jeff. Uh, shortly after that, I decided to leave PWO to start the Wrestling Purist with Jeff. So I owe the name of the Wrestling Purist to Jeff and my break into podcasting to the guys at PWO. Thank you, everyone, for the support. Thank you for your continued support of the show. Check out the Wrestling Purist on all social media at WPPod1. That's WPPOD1. And I hope you enjoy some of my early work as a reviewer. Good morning and happy Memorial Day to everyone. This is a special episode of The Ref Bump. This is episode 12. My name is Cod Sinclair, also known as Ryan Alvarez. Next to me today, as always, is Jeff the Hitman Hall. Uh, guys, we are talking about some something that happened May 1st, 2005. That is Backlash, a WWE pay, pay-per-view taking place from the Verizon Wireless Arena in Manchester, New Hampshire. Uh, 2005, crazy year for WWE. Uh, we're kind of starting into this ruthless aggression era. Um, this is also kind of the tail end um, of, of the reign of terror, um, courtesy of Triple H. Um, speaking of Triple H, the reign of terror, um, Jeff, what do you remember most about the reign of terror and just Triple H's time um, as you know, champion or the top heel on Raw? Um, okay, it was a – it was – it's not that it was terrible, you know, because, I mean, it, anybody running roughshod over somebody, you know, over the field forever is probably not a good idea. But, it, you know, it was like a, a John Cena-ish, but in a better way, you know. At, at least, you know, you, you, you there's people that got behind Triple H and you could get behind Triple H and his wrestling was better and number one. He's on a way another level than John Cena in the ring. But I'm just saying it was on the level of John Cena, you know, maybe not to the heights, but. Yeah, it was. He was just running roughshod, roughshod over everybody. Come one, come all, and no trips is knocking him down. Yeah, and um, the way he got the world heavyweight championship in the first place, you know, at the start of this whole thing is, uh, you know, it, it's funny because they had um, because this was the brand split, and we needed a champion on Raw and. Well, God, let me cut you off. Did he? Who? Who did he beat? Oh, you know what? That's a great question. Nobody at all. Uh. Eric Bischoff awarded him the World Heavyweight Championship, and this kind of started like this weird angle with Scott Steiner, which I reviewed the match on Quick Count between Steiner and Triple H at that 
at Royal Rumble 2 2003. Um, that was his first feud coming out of being crowned the new world heavyweight champion. Um, but it was, it was a very weird, weird time at the start of this. But now at the end of 2005, uh, the brand split is in full effect. Um, because if I am not mistaken, this is a raw exclusive pay-per-view. So no SmackDown stars on this one. Um, so we're going to get right into it. Match number well, we had a pre-show match. Oh, gosh. Uh, we had Tyson Tomko uh, go over Val Venus in 2005. Um, this is right before Tomko would um, head off to NWA TNA to be a part of Christian's coalition, uh, and Val Venus would continue to be a jobber. Uh, so leading off the main card, it is um, – it is for the Intercontinental Championship. It is Shelton Benjamin defending against Chris Jericho. Um, Jericho at this point, huge, huge face, huge pop. Um, you know, Shelton's, you know, getting his single run here. Um, you know, he, he was one of the, un, the unspoken stars, I think, of the entire Ruthless Aggression era. Yeah, he, uh, he's a guy that went under the radar. This match is really, really good. Um, you have Jericho. And, well, we always talk about this on the show. You go back and look at these shows, and just wrestling in general is not – fans aren't how they used to be. Mm. Everybody is hot for this match. Um, you know, we'll get to the ending later, but when it happens, people actually pop. You know, you're going to have people that pop, like, one way or the other. Now it's kind of usually just one way, you know, if you will. But, yeah, Sean Benjamin was good in it. It was great in this. Um, I mean, he's a super athlete, though. I mean, that's just, he's a great wrestler, and it's just – it's par for the course for Shelton Benjamin. Yeah, this 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 was back and forth. Both guys looked great. Um, the finish of this match was super exciting. It was so back and forth. Um, it ends up um, that, that Jericho is going for, for the walls – Shelton Benjamin reverses with a roll-up and wins. Um, like I said, this is very back and forth the entire time. This is uh, peak, ba- this is peak babyface Jericho. Um, so I liked the fact ab- after the match though that a little bit of um, a little bit of pouty Jericho came out in the end, saying that you know Shelton's shoulders were down. Um, yeah, I and I enjoyed this. I gave it four stars out of five. Um, this is a great way to start the show. Like you said, the crowd was hot. Um, yep. You know, and, and you know, it's 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 kind of a slow burn, I think. Um, but again, you know, these guys are proven. They are uh, they are both both stars, and it's crazy to think this was two thousand five, and here we are sitting in twenty twenty one. All right, Jer- Jericho just had a match last last night. Uh, Shelton Benjamin has a feud on Raw with Cedric Alexander. So, you know, we're looking 16 years later, and these guys are still going. Yeah. Um, again, great match. And another thing we also always talk about is the, the wrestling um, quality control slash nuts and bolts mm. um, were just way better back then. The way they do things, the way 
the fans react to it, you know, I don't know. I guess now they've jumped the shark and it's, it's just when you've done it for so long and you make the rules, I guess you can do whatever you want when you want. And that's fair. But I don't know. If you watch the, the pay-per-view and shows back in, back in this day, you still kind of almost, you know what's going to happen, but you don't. You know, there's a little bit of that. Man, they might go the other way. I just miss watching stuff like that. But great match by these two. Yeah, and and and, and it's funny. I draw the comparison um, to Jericho still, you know, competing in 2021. And we just watched a AEW uh, Double or Nothing last night. And um, I would I would say the crowd hot for this match to start is about equivalent to how. Um, the opening match from last night between mm-hmm. Hangman, Adam Page, and Brian Cage was like, um, yeah. you know, both were red hot, both were red invested. Um, but yeah, great way to start the show. Um, we kick it back to Jonathan Coachman. Uh, he's in the back with Edge. Um, him, him, and Chris Benoit are going to have their last minute standing match later in the evening. Uh, this is Money in the Bank Edge. Um, so we will see that. Um, the the turn of the year would be New Year's Revolution, uh, the uh, you know the the Elimination Chamber, the the infamous cash in. Um, spoiler alert, sorry. Um, but um, it's only it's only been out for a while. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but everybody wants to see Chris Benoit win essentially, but they won't be happy because Edge is going to be the last man standing. You can bank on it. This was a short lived. Um, kind of catchphrase that Edge was using around this time. Just watching um some old promos and some old vin- uh, vignettes from him. Um, you know he was using bank on it pretty heavily. Uh, just you know obviously money in the bank, but um, excellent. Now on to the tag team turmoil match for the world tag team championship. I feel like it's kind of a staple now here on the rough bump that every show we have to review um, is a turmoil match or a fatal four-way match or something of that nature. Some weird tag team quadruple tag situation. We have. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the team's competing and I'm going to do them in order as they come into the match. Uh, we have the heartthrobs. That would be Antonio and, and Romeo. Um, very short-lived team here. I feel like that was another staple of the, the Ruthless Aggression era. Um, is that you had a lot of brand new faces that WWE was trying to cash in on. And a lot of them just didn't pan out. And I think the heartthrobs were one of them. Uh, Kyle, I... Fancy myself a wrestling fan. Um, these guys came out, and I was like, who? <laughs> <laughs> the heartthrobs. I guess heart I'm, I must have missed that back in 05, I guess. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the heartthrobs are the first team in this match. The second team uh, being Simon, Dean, and Maven. Forgot that was a thing there for a while. Uh, um, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know what's worse. That I remember them. I remember those two schmucks and didn't remember. Well, maybe I guess everybody remembers, but I remember those two schmucks and I didn't remember the heartthrobs. I was confused. Yeah. Uh, team number three are the World Tag Team Champions at this time. 
Uh, Tajiri and William Regal, I thought this was an excellent tag team while going back to watch this. And, um, you know, William, William Regal, I think, is one of the more underrated wrestlers in, in, in professional wrestling. Um, solid in-ring worker, could work with anyone. I love watching his match back in WCW when it was him and, Gold, and Goldberg. I mean, put him, put the boots on him. Yeah. But also, he can be a good, he can be a heel and a face pretty good. I mean, he's obviously a better heel, yeah. but he can actually be kind of be like a funny baby face face. Um, mm-hmm. A fan in the, a fan in the crowd had a uh, Regal Tajiri best tag team ever signed that popped me really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And you know what? Tajiri, I think brutally underutilized in WWE. Um, I think that goes without saying, um, but I mean, that's, I mean, you go back and watch any of his ECW matches and, you know, it, immediate star. Well, I, I'd even argue um, wrong place, wrong time. Cause if he was coming around now, man, he'd be a million dollars. Yeah. Not, not that he wasn't back then, but just wrestling wasn't ready. Well, not that they weren't ready, but Eastern or I'm sorry, Western wrestling wasn't really kind of, they didn't know what the hell to do with Tajiri, but man, if he was coming through the ranks now, complete star. Yeah, um, team number four would be La Resistance. Uh, that would be <laughs> Rob Conway and Sylvain Grandier. Mm. <laughs> um, and then finally, team number five would be uh, Rosie and the Hurricane. Rosie is the superhero in training. Also, uh, the abbreviation SHIT, uh, <laughs> hero in training. Um, so we're going to skip all of the, um, you know, so like I said, starting out, the heartthrobs, um, and actually Regal and Tajiri start. I apologize. Um, the heartthrobs get eliminated in just over three, in just over three minutes. Um, Simon Dean and Maven are up next. Um, of of course, you know a knee a knee trembler, and then another one, and they are gone. Um, just under three three minutes. Uh, then we get La Resistance. Um, this has been the feud here for a little bit. Um, yeah, but Rob, uh, but Rob Conway rolls up William Regal, um, and they are eliminated. So we are yeah. guaranteed to have new champions, and I love that. Um, I love in these multi-man matches where it's a turmoil or an elimination style that you know the champions are not involved in the finish. Yeah, so or like like you said, or it gets presented to you early. Yeah, you know, so you're like, uh, I also think God, it it gets you invested as well. Mm-hmm. Like when it happens, you're like, oh, oh, wow, that you you know tend to get to the edge of your seat, if you will. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then the last team to come out, uh, Hurricane and the superhero in training, Rosie, um, a pop, obviously, um. The hurricane with a big splash off of Rosie's shoulders. They get the pin, the win. They are your new uh, world tag team champions. Um, man, uh, what 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 do you have for this match? So, as much as we get on these things, I actually didn't think this one wasn't was that terrible. What do you think? Um, I thought that it was middle of the road. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, well when i went into look at the card and i like saw it on 
paper or on, you know, my laptop, I was like, Oh boy, you know, a lot of resistance. Um, you know, I, I, I just, heart throbs. I was like, Oh boy, like this is either going to be hit or miss. And I knew it wasn't going to be a barn burner, but actually watching it. And like you said, before we started this, the, you know, this match, looking at all the other tag team, Texas tornado follies and lollies and everything else. This one was actually not awful. It was kind of done within the confines of the ring and everything kind of made sense. So it wasn't bad to be totally honest with you. Yeah. Um, there, there wasn't anything particularly good about any of the individual like one-on-ones um, that we haven't already said. But um, as a whole match, I think I'd probably give it two stars out of five. That's um, where I was right. That's where I was at. Um, Which is saying a lot for, for, for this type of match. Seriously, because there are so many things that could go wrong with a match like this. And I think – I think the issue for me with a lot of these matches at times is everybody making sure they get their spot. Everybody making sure that, mm-hmm. you know, they're not just out there to job. Well, and also they weren't trying to beat you over the head as in like, this is a four way to, you know, yeah. tag team. Like, no, it's just guys doing wrestling, doing what they do. And there you go. Yeah. Um, so now on to the last man standing match, that would be edge. Uh, Mr. Money in the Bank taking on Chris Benoit. Um, this, um, this, this was my match of the night. Might as well. Obviously, um, you know there, there, there were just so many. Um, there, there were, there were so many high spots in this match. But I want to start from the beginning. Um, we get a lot of Matt Hardy references from the crowd to start. Um, this is um, this is another peak time in Edge's run, where where we are. It, it has recently come out that um, Edge and Lita are a thing. Um, this leads to. Um, Matt Hardy briefly being being fired. Um, I'm not sure at this point if um, if all that has happened yet, um, as far as the whole return and the cage match and the whole barred and all that. Um, but it is well known by the crowd that um, Matt Hardy has been fired. Uh, Lita. And Edra thing, so Dad, the the crowd's definitely giving it to him. Oh yeah. Uh, but a lot of great action here. Um, a lot of last man standing tropes. Uh, you know, like a you know DDT and is taking you to the count of nine to use the ropes to crawl up to stand on your feet. Um. Laying the, they're just laying the foundation for you know, just just laying the foundation and let let you know if you just in case you forgot. Yeah, um, there were a lot of good weapon spots. Um, the one it's kind of towards the end. Um, so you know, both men are up the ladder. Um, ben, uh, you know, Ben Wall with a release German off of the ladder. Yeah. Um. Jesus. Um, both men yep. are up. Um, 
Yeah, this- it, it 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 just gets crazier from there because at this point you can't really top a released German from the ladder and take a step back. Well, I mean, uh, unless you had like a brick to hit somebody with, that's probably the only way you could do it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> dang it. Um. <laughs> so you know. Um. Ben, so so we have Benoit in the cross. Uh, we have Edge in the crossface. He taps, but obviously last minute standing, you're not tapping. Um, Edge hits a DDT onto the briefcase. Benoit is still down, uh, but he gets up at nine. Edge hits a spear. Benoit gets up again at nine. Spear again. He gets up again, and then Edge has a brick in the briefcase, hits Benoit on the head. He's out. Um, God. Um, I, I have this at four stars out of five. I wanted to put it higher, and I almost put it at, I almost put it um, a quarter to a half a star lower. Um, just the – and this is, this is obviously Chris – Chris Benoit's character it's to keep taking the hits and keep getting up um but I but I thought towards the end it kind of got hokey a little bit you know too many you know hey we're we're, we're gonna hit you with the finisher a couple times and you're still gonna get up at nine you know like um I thought I thought it was a good twist that we had um edge tap to the crossface um, oh, that was great, actually. That was really, really good. Yeah, it's great heel. It's great heel work. Um, but yeah, um, I've got this at a four stars out of five. Um, what did you think? So um, I thought I, I'm I'm pretty much in the same vein. I thought it was a really good match with a mixture of actual wrestling and last stand. Um, last man standing shenanigans and things of, of that nature. Cause usually you tend to get them like one way or the other, where it's just all not skits and bits, but you know, just wild scenarios where, you know, we're handcuffing people. We're trying to do all this stuff to be non-lance last standing. No, they actually still had a wrestling match within the confines of the last man standing match stipulations. And I think that's just a testament to edge and Benoit because those guys are great wrestlers. I'm with you toward the end. It probably went on a little, maybe five minutes to not five minutes, but just a little too long, two or three minutes too long. Um, and then it started getting too a little hokey. Um, but at least I can say with the brick spot, that was it. You know, if he'd have popped up after the brick spot, then I would, my head would have blown off. But um, I mean, you know, the, the brick spot and, and he's and Benoit sold it. So, I mean, I, I, I could, like you said, I, I could see what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know, Benoit is a man on a mission. He's a machine. He keeps getting up, and here comes this brick. And good night, Irene. That was it. Yeah. Um. We cut to the back. Lita's in the back with Kane, who has impregnated her. Um, uh, you know, Kane says he's taking out both Triss and Viscera. Um. Strange comment from Lita talking about Viscera and Trish having intercourse. Um, Kane says what I thought the whole time was disturbing. Um, the 2000s. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Lawler now in the ring has the new Divas magazine. 
Uh, it's the swimsuit issue. So oh. let's have Jerry Lawler involved. Um, so they're calling this the Bimbo Brigade the entire time. So I will unfortunately be using that. Um, Lillian, Victoria, Christy, Maria, Candice, Stacy, um, Chris Masters. Thank God. Um, he has his cash on him. Uh, so it's a master lock challenge. <laughs> Boy, is it ever. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he picks this really buff chick who, um, we find out is Melissa Coates, um, in indie wrestler, just a, you know, Nicole Bass-esque, um, he says she puts the man in Manchester, ha ha, he calls her sir, ha ha, uh, lock, he locks it in. Which it, it's great heel work, you know. I mean, it is. Um, you know, it would not fly in this day and day and age, but no. And and you know, Jerry just can't help himself. Like he's gone. He's just having a field day with this as well. Oh, God. Um, cut to Trish and Viscera. Um, <laughs> I I'm just reading my notes. Uh, <laughs> Mister says when he goes and destroys Kane, uh, it will it will be on like a steamy pot of neck bones. Oh, okay. I don't. He says it's a black thing. Yeah, uh, he, he's right. I mean, neck bones are. <laughs> I mean, he's. Yeah. What can I say? Oh my god. Um, he gives Trish a nighty. He says he specializes in bed and breakfast. Oh, uh, so let so so let's get to this garbage fire. It is Viscera yeah. versus Kane. Um, it's exactly that. Um, you know, just nothing, nothing special here. Um, so toward so towards the end of this, uh, Trish has a chair. Um, Lita gets her with the crutch. Trish is out. Um, Visser tries to kiss Lita big boot by Kane choke slam that's it nothing really no yeah it's, it's a nothing burger it's it's nothing more, more stuff happens after it's more exciting after the match than it is the actual match yeah I mean not exciting but you get what I'm saying yeah so um, I'm 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 giving this one star out of five just Overall, it wasn't anything special, but it did its job. Yeah, one. And you got Vissa Viscera destroying Trish. Yeah, yeah. Um, Trish in the ring calls her so pathetic. He's failed. Um, she was never going to sleep with him. Um, uh, something that would never fly in this day and age either. She calls him a fat, greasy, chicken-eating loser. Yes. Yeah. Trish says that she'll get a real man and take him out. Uh, he bear hugs her, splashes her, little pelvic thrust there at the end. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that, I forgot about, I forgot about all that. that. <laughs> <laughs> all that good stuff. Um, they stretch her out, neck brace and all. Um, 
Here we go. We've got a tag team match featuring the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, and Hulk Hogan taking on Muhammad Hassan and Davari. Um, what do you, I'll let you start because I feel like this is all you. <sighs> Don't make me do this. Um, so let me start with this. Muhammad Hassan is a million dollars. Mm. And, you know, unfortunately, due to the circumstances of our country and 9 11 and this, that, and the other, you know, I guess we might have handled it wrong, but I understand why. So, you know, they had to, they took him off TV, whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, I feel sorry for the guy because he's just trying to make a living. He didn't do anything wrong. He actually was doing everything right. So there's that. Devar is not bad, but he is great. And his heel work is great. His wrestling is really good. His promos are really good. He's just an all-around star. And for where he's at in this role, and he's taking on Hulk Hogan, he's taking on Shawn Michaels that nobody cares about. But, um, yeah, this this was – it's not that it was great, but the, the work that those guys did was great. Yeah. And for Hogan, you know, I'm a Hogan guy. Um, and I guess it shows the age group of where people are at now and some of the stuff he's done and said, and that's fair. But when he came out, I mean, just all the pop in the world, the fans are eating it up. It's Hawk, MF and Hogan. And I mean, that's just, you know, it's, it's a million dollars. Uh, Shawn Michaels seems to me like he doesn't not like having, like, you know, he's used to being the guy, the guy, the guy, the guy, the guy, but guess what? When you stand up next to Hawk Hogan, you know, you're Robin in this one, Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. You're not Batman, and I don't think he can handle it. And we'll probably get to this on another, unfortunately, on another pay per view later down the road. But we're um, cover it. yeah, so he's just really over the top and hokey, and like wanting to get in on the action. And I don't know. I, I, I people know how I feel about Shawn Michaels, but he just seemed like a not whiny baby, but you know, I'm going to do whatever I want and act all weird because I mean, because Hogan didn't do any. Hogan was being Hogan. Yeah. He didn't do anything out of his character. Shawn Michaels is the one out there looking like a, a Wahoo doing stuff out of his character. Um, the match was the match. I mean, I, you know, it, it was what it was. Yeah. But to be fair, people were hot and people were behind it. Would you, what, what do you say, God? So I want to get to the hot tag at the end of the match. Um, hot tag to Davari, hot tag to Hogan. Um, obviously, Hogan, you know, is is you know doing his Hogan you know run run through with his hot tag, um, uh, he comes off of the ropes steel pipe shots so that means Davari covers one two, uh no Hulk hulks up, um it's a you as as well as he should, um off the ropes boot Hassan stops the leg drop Hogan nails him super kick by HBK Hogan covers him. Uh, that is it. You are absolutely right, though, about everything. Muhammad Hassan is a million dollars. Um, that's one I want to cover here down the road eventually, um, the burial. But um, as far as this match goes, um, um, I'm going to give it two and a half stars out of five. That is as high as I can get it. Um, Muhammad Hassan works well with, with both. With, with Hogan and, and Shawn Michaels. Um, crowd is red hot for everything that Hogan's doing. Um, you know, this match did it did its job. 
Um, but I, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give it two stars. I actually thought the ending sequence was really good with the block boot and then the super kick. Um, you know, as much as I'm not a Shawn Michaels guy, I, I think I think that was actually a good twist. You know, and again, you're right, Muhammad Hassan. I, I was actually more impressed with him working with Hogan than Michaels because Michaels can work his butt off. So there's that. You know, I wasn't surprised about that. But just you know, being able to work with with Hulk Hogan in that age and still kind of be able to, because I mean, it's Hogan at that age. You still got to take care of him, and make sure you know whatever, whatever. And Hassan was up for it, and he's perfect. He's really good. Yeah. Um. After we get a five minute uh, post match pose, um, ECW One Night Stand 2005 commercial voiced over by Paul E himself. Um, we get a promo uh, back backstage from from uh, Triple H. We get a useless seg- uh, segment from 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 uh, Christian. Um, I was I. I really didn't know what to make about this. Um, I know it was a jab at Cena, but it was also just very useless. <laughs> I'm with you. I, I I actually had to rewind it like another uh, – well, not rewind it, but like I had to like go through at the pay-per-view at the end and make sure like I didn't miss anything because I didn't understand – not what he was talking about, but I don't know. It just seemed like odd and thrown in there, like yeah. oddly – Hey, we need to – oh, don't forget to give Christian this five minutes. Like, well, five minutes for what, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so um, essentially he's, he's, he's just really upset he wasn't on, on the card. Um, you know, takes target, you know, John Cena, all that good stuff. Then we get our main event. That would be uh, the – World Heavyweight Championship match that'd be between current champion Batista and Triple H. Already went into the Reign of Terror and all that stuff. Um, you know, this was an average match from them, and that is the best I can describe this as um, a typical um, World Heavyweight Championship match from Triple H during this time. Um, the, this is a point in time when he was very cookie cutter, I want to say, mm-hmm. in the way he moves in the ring, spot for spot. Um, but I think Batista at the right time was the right foil for, for Triple H, especially coming, you know, out of, out of, you know, breaking away from evolution, um, you know, winning the title at Mania, um, what do you do you remember um do you remember anything from this match no okay so that's my point with this match and you know i'm not saying this to crap on this match because because the match itself was fine it was it was a good match okay um you know i gave this three stars out of five it was a it was an it was a slightly above average world heavyweight championship match um so you know the finish essentially um we get a couple of ref bumps um you know and then by the time we get to the end uh low blow by 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 triple h um he's doing the 10 punches in the corner 
Flair takes a bump. Yep. Flair's always take, taking bumps. Um, you know, and then Batista's got him. Power, power bomb gets the win. Um, you know, at this point, you know, seeing Triple H for the last two to three years, you know, the same song and dance um, is a bit disappointing because the beginning of the 2000s, he was red hot as a heel. Um, and then I know he came back briefly as a face uh, in 2002. And then um, obviously the Ring of Terror, we've already talked about it. Um, but this was, this was average. And I know it sounds like I'm really crapping on this match, but there really wasn't anything special about it. No, and I, but I, I, don't, I don't think you're wrong. Listen, when you go and you look at a catalog of matches between said people, you know, four and five, six matches, obviously one of them or two of them, you know, they're not all going to be equal. You know, there's going to be, if you had to rank them, there's going to be a hierarchy of, you know, I put this one, I put this two, I put this three, I put this seven, you know? Yeah. But I'm with you, Cod. This wasn't really anything special to write home about. It was just your run-of-the-mill match. And, and mm-hmm. to piggyback off the reign of terror, too, unlike actual John Cena, the build-up to a lot and almost most of Triple H's feuds in the reign of terror were really, 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 really good. So it wasn't like you were getting like Cena style uh, as in the sense of like, by the time you got to it, you're like, Oh, well, who cares? Cause you know, Cena's going to win, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But all the stuff building up to trip trips matches was just really good and gold. So, you know, so you had a little bit of hope thinking, you know, because like all the promo work, everything getting up to this thing is good. Um, but this match was, you know, I, I had three stars. I don't do half. So, so I don't, I, if I was going to do two and a half, I'd probably just go to three. Because, again, it wasn't bad at all. But, yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head when you said cookie cutter, cutter Triple H. Because yeah. he did kind of go from like cookie cutter, like let me get my spots in. Or not get my spots, but get my my staples in. And then, you know, we'll go from there. But then he got out, he got out of that, though, and kind of got some new stuff in his repertoire and kind of really, mm. really turned himself into his, you know, who he is now. But, yeah, I mean, again, just a run-of-the-mill match. Um, Batista looked good, you know. But, yeah, no, nothing to write home about. Yeah. Um, you know, and just to kind of cap off the entire show, that's the best way you can describe this is average. Um, you know, um, overall I gave it, I gave it three and a quarter stars out of five for the entire show. I couldn't get it to three and a half. Um, you know, I, I enjoyed the opener between Jericho and, and, and Shelton. I thoroughly enjoyed the last man standing match. Um, but everything else was either average or below average. And even, you know, the world heavyweight championship match, you've been building for this for a while. And even if you knew Triple H wasn't going to win, you know, we could have thrown another wrinkle in it. Um, but it, it, it just didn't have any big fight feel. Yeah. It didn't really have any main event feel. Like it looked like just a regular match they would have on SmackDown. I think that's probably the problem. And again, not that you need to make it a like first blood match or a false count anywhere. No, I, I don't. I don't think you did. I think the two didn't. I think both guys just needed to raise their level a little bit to have to have a better match. I know we sound like we're sitting up on our high horse, but I mean, you know, these two guys can give can give you 
what you really need, you know, when you need it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so with that being said, guys, that is another episode of the ref bump already. Um, definitely appreciate you check, checking it out. Um, you know, if you're not watching it today on Memorial day, because you're, you know, spending time with family, Hey, hanging out, enjoy yourselves. All right. Come back and watch this. And while you're here, check out all of our other good stuff we have going on on the YouTube. Uh, we have a new creative control that's coming out here very soon. Um, Ryan Alvarez just pumping them out at this point. Absolutely. Um, cookie cutter, you know, just, just pop, 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 just, you know, assembly line in that thing. Machine. Um, guys, when you catch us next time, okay, we will be off for next week. Okay. But in two weeks time, we will be reviewing WWE bad blood 2003. Um, that is the June pay-per-view that got moved from September and October. Um, so we will be taking a look at that for next time. Um, but guys, stay safe out there. My name is Scott Sinclair. That's Jeff the Hitman Hall. We will see you next time.